Rambam Mishneh Torah, Hilcheshchita, the laws of ritual slaughter, Perek Hamishi, chapter 5. This is one of the shorter chapters in the Rambam. No idea what everybody's going to do with all the time that they're going to save after learning this chapter. Okay. Aleph 1, Kvar Biyarnu, Bihilchesisurim Acholeis. It was already explained in the laws of forbidden foods. That the word trefa, which is a very commonly used word today, we say kosher or treif. But the word trefa has a biblical source. It refers to an animal which is about to die because something happened to it, it was attacked. The word trefa was stated. It has many applications, but the norm is the word trefa, which means torn apart. The animal, this cow that wasn't bothering anybody, was sitting and dreaming and eating grass, was attacked, violently attacked by a lion. Or similar. Ushvara, and it wounded it, not killed it, because if it killed it, there's nothing to talk about. It wounded it, but did not yet die, but it's going to die. This is called trefa. So the law states that in order to be able to perform ritual slaughter on an animal, the animal has to be a healthy animal that could live and will not die soon. So that's the issue here. Now, I want to explain... A little bit of an, I want to give a little bit of an introduction to this chapter so that we will understand the direction of this chapter. Obviously, if the animal was so badly beaten that it's dying, and it'll die in 10 minutes, or in 10 hours, or in 10 days, it's not kosher. That goes without saying. Obviously, if the animal was wounded in the organs or limbs that are life-threatening, it's not kosher. It goes without saying. So what is the issue here? The issue here is, is that in halacha we talk about the fact that when an animal like a lion, or in the cases of smaller domestic animals, smaller wild animals attack them, through the application of this attack, through placing their claw on them or within them, they release some kind of poison. And there's a lot of questions today as to what that means, because we may not be aware of what this poison is. Maybe it's rabies, maybe it's bacteria. We don't know what it is. But the fact is that this is the concern here, that it was not badly torn apart, it was not badly beaten, but we know that the foreclaw, the front paw, Claw was applied, and we're concerned that this application alone will result in the animal dying prematurely. So that's the theme of this 12-paragraph chapter. Now he goes on to say in two, other than the lion attacking, there are also other maladies, other situations, if it'll happen, 
Techashev Trefo, they'll be considered Tref. Vehein Halacha Lameshim Yisinai. And these others, you see, the lion attacking Trefo is in the Bible. The word is used in the scenario of the Bible. The other ones are handed down by God to Moshe, by Moshe to the Jewish people on Mount Sinai, called Halacha Lameshim Misinai, a law that was passed down to Moses at Mount Sinai. How many variables, how many types of trefa were taught to Moshe by God at Mount Sinai? The answer is eight. And here he goes on to give you the list. And the Rambam, over the next few chapters, will carefully and meticulously define every one, every item on this list. Derusa, the first thing, is the one we're talking about now. The lion attacking. Nikuva, Chaseira, Netula, Pesuka, Krua, Nefulo, Shwuda. The simple translation is punctured, lacking, taken, cut, uh, torn, fallen, broken. And again, definitions to come. Gimel 3, Even though all eight of them, including Terefa, are taught by God to Moshe and Moshe to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai. However, being that only the first, and that is the attack of the lion, is specifically mentioned in the Torah. The application of the law is more stringent pertaining to that. The whole suffix she is topic with Drusa. Whenever we're in doubt as to whether Drusa happened or not in English, whenever there's a possibility that a lion attacked this cow, even though the cow looks okay, the cow is munching on lunch. Also, it is forbidden. Because we're concerned that the application of the claw upon the cow released a bacteria or a poison or something, and the cow is on a quick death trip. And the other seven, which we'll talk about, their doubtful scenario is more permissible <clears throat> than the attack called Derusa, because the Derusa is mentioned specifically in the Bible. And the rest of the chapter, <clears throat> by and large, deals with the first category, and that is Derusa. Hadrusa he, what is the meaning of Derusa? What is the definition? Explain it to me. Sheyitre it means that a lion, or an animal like a lion, lion-like, will attack habehema, a domestic animal, and will assault it with its forepaw, with its front paw. Not the back paw, not the hind paw. And I'm no expert, because the closest I've come to a lion is in Lion Country Safari. And I don't usually have lunch with lions. But I understand from learning the Rambam that whatever it is we're concerned about is released from the forepaw, not from the backpaw. Hey, or, moving right along, Yidreis Hanets Vehanesher, or a hawk, or an eagle, 
will attack. Or other birds of prey will attack. If a bird. That's like the lion attacking the cow when the hawk or the eagle attacks the bird. Now he says, When it comes to a large domesticated animal or a large wild animal, this process can only be done by a lion. Only a lion is fierce enough to do this. But when it comes to a more smaller animal, a smaller animal, like a sheep, a goat, a lamb, even a wolf or larger can attack. Whereas a wolf will probably not attack a massive bull or cow, is what he's saying. When it comes to goats and lambs, kid goats and lambs, little, little animals, then because they're so small, I feel a chosul, even a cat, Bishul and a fox, or Nemia. Nemia he translates here as a martin, some will say it's a weasel. You can apply this attack process. Surely a cat or a fox or a martin can attack a bird. So what we have here is a large bull or cow has to be attacked by a lion to have this law apply. The smaller large animals can be attacked even by a wolf, a tiger, a leopard, and so on. And the real small animals, even a cat or a fox or a marten, and so on, certainly with regard to birds. Now, when it comes to the hawk, there is the application of the Drisa laws. Even though the victim bird is larger than the attacking bird. But other attacking birds, other birds of prey, the attack laws of Drisa only apply to either the same species, I guess, or smaller, but not to species larger than it. <coughs> the big question is how praying birds make a minion. That was a bad joke. Okay. Vov, <laughs> sometimes I crack myself up. Now, when it, when it comes to a chulda, a weasel, there could be drisa attack when it comes to birds. But vikelev, a dog, ain't le drisa kolika. A dog does not have the laws of attack for these purposes at all. Le'ba'ef, not with birds. Ve'le'bibhema, not with domestic animals. or wild animals. Because dog is man's best friend. The Hanates and the hawk, Yeshle Drisa, has the laws of Drisa, Bigdoyim Utloyim, with kid goats or lambs, provided that its claws penetrate the animal's inner cavity. Zayin ain Drisa elabiadate. Drisa, as mentioned earlier, only applies to the foreclaw, 
to the hand claw, but the foot claw, we're not concerned with this whole business. And Drisa applies to the nail on the claw. The claw part, but with the tooth, we're not concerned. The only time we're concerned if the animal attacks and bites is if it reaches the cavity. But here we're talking about being concerned even if it does not enter internally. Bacon, we check. Whether there was a puncture in one of the vital limbs. This attack can only come about when the attacking animal intends to attack. But if the attacking animal falls, and its claw was embedded in the victim, this is not considered drisa, because I guess they will not release this poison we're concerned about. And the drisa process only applies while the attacking animal is alive. But if the animal attacked and, was, and the attacking animal was killed in the attack, and its claw is still in the victim, and the claw was not released, only after death, in Christian law, we're not concerned because it does not release this poison after its death. Let me just read a note here. The laws of Drisa do not concern only the wounds to the victim's organs that the attacking animal causes. Instead, the concern is that even a superficial wound can cause the victim to die. It may take some time. Because there is a poison in the attacker's claws that will affect the victim. Parenthesis. Exactly what that means in contemporary terms is difficult to understand. Some have suggested that the attacker's claws are infected with bacteria, which would be considered comparable to poison. That explanation, however, cannot easily be resolved with some of the points in the subsequent halachas. So, again, there is discussion as to how this works in our knowledge of animals today, and I just wanted you to know in case you know a lot about animals and this is troubling you, like I don't know enough about animals for it to trouble me, but in case you know a lot about animals and it's troubling you, you should know that the commentaries on the halacha are dealing with this issue back and forth. Okay. Ches 8. The Kates Adina Druso. So how does it work? What are the laws of Druso? Whenever we say we're concerned, <coughs> we show concern. What we do is we immediately have the nitraf, ritually slaughtered. And then we inspect the entire cavity from the thigh until the head. If there is no factor 
which will cause the animal to be treif, to die. We find no imprint of this claw attack, that is permissible. But if there is the impression of Drisa, then the animal is declared and it is biblically forbidden. What do we mean when we say a sign or an imprint of Drisa? That the flesh above the intestines turn red. That it becomes a ruddy color. Meaning that the poison from the predator had penetrated the animal's flesh and will ultimately cause the intestines to be perforated. Perforated. If the flesh above the intestines decay to the extent that it becomes like flesh, when a doctor would scrape from a wound, we see that flesh as if it's not there, or trefa, and it's considered trefa. Yudim daras basimonim. What if the attack happens by the signs, by the windpipe, and by, by, by the esophagus and the trachea? Mishiadimu, if they become red, trefa, they are trefa. And even a little bit of this attack is considered an attack. Once it starts turning red, then it's considered trefa. What if we're not sure whether there was an attack or not? It's forbidden. Until you ascertain that it was certain. For example, <clears throat> what if a lion got into among a bunch of oxen? And its claw was found on the back of one of them. We're concerned that a lion attacked. We're not saying maybe he just got scratched on the wall. Because we see this claw mark, we are concerned about an attack. So also a Fox, a Nemia, or a Martin, who went into a hen house. The fox is silent. The hen McCarkinen, and they're squawking and they're crowing. We're concerned that he attacked because he's too quiet. He seems to be pretty satiated. And they're yelling because they're in a panic. They have to take Prozac. But if the animal, the attacking animal, was roaring and they are crowing, we're concerned that they are crowing because they're terrified and he's roaring because he's getting ready to attack. So also, if he cut off one of their heads, Obviously, his frustration has been released. He already cut off a head. So we don't have to suspect that he attacked all of them. So also, we walk into the hen house, and the fox is quiet, and the chickens are quiet, and everything is quiet. They're observing a moment of silence. We're not worried. Because had he done something, boy, would they be yelling. What if we're unsure whether a predator 
entered or not. We saw, but we're not sure if it's one of the list of predators or not. We weren't sure what it was. It was a fast-moving animal. We're not concerned. So also, a bird of prey entered into the wood area or reeds area. And it comes out, and its head is dripping with blood, or its neck. We don't have to be concerned. Ah, the fowl we're about to eat entered into a wood area or reed area, and it came out dripping with blood. We don't have to be concerned that it was attacked. We say it got scratched on the wood or the rock. Doesn't have to be an attack because we see no attacking animal. End of this chapter.